from what I understand with that um, idea is that every time the house sells, 0.1% of that sale price will go to this particular uh, organisation that would be set up to... Yeah, so it goes into like it. a pool of donations uh, which can be used to fund grants and community housing providers. So then again, building on that kind of, oh, well, we're selling this one but we're putting money towards building more and, and creating, you know, more homes for more people who are, yeah, without homes. It's going one, going quite, no. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm joined at the desk by our real estate agents here at 414 Property Co., John McGregor and Patrick Berry. How are we, guys? Mate, crushing it. Crushing it. Holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> I'm excited you, to be on this side of the yeah. desk. Yeah, you, you leave for one week and John's crushing it and Patrick's yeah, yeah. like, I'm so glad I don't have to press those buttons again. <laughs> I've got new grey hairs I didn't know I had when Chris came in last week. Man, i got to say, editing that together again, Chris, absolute superstar. Like, yeah. he can come in any time and have a yarn. Um, yeah, just even I, I, just going through the first part of it, he's just saying, like, why do you want to – like do it mm. I was just like oh yeah like this is something that everybody should at least think about like do you want to actually own 30 properties or do you just need one or two or yeah uh, it was really cool um yeah start to with the investor series and we can just kind of roll keep growing from there mm. all I can say is as I'm so excited you got an episode together because when you were editing it the other day and the first bit of footage you bring up and you're like yeah Pat you've cut Chris completely out of the frame of the shot I'm like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so that, that's that one moment where you wish you had the masks on again so <laughs> that was only like half a head oh, really? yeah the, the safety camera that we used for the GoPro basically was just you two and I was just like man like you might have big egos but you could have at least framed up the guests so um, yeah there was some crafty editing but yeah shout out to another cracking episode thanks Chris for coming in and uh, being part of the show and yeah we'll definitely have more with Chris and, and we've had some really good feedback on all the investor stuff so mm. look it's, it's one side of the coin there's um, plenty of other discussions that we've been having and one of those that kind of is really the hot topic um, item in Hobart and across Australia at the moment is this affordability stuff yeah so we've kind of been covering off a fair bit of other stuff like that it's it's interesting that we've kind of created this little um, bubble. Hub, hub or bubble of information mm. where it's kind of yeah this is the hot topic um, that we're going to talk about you know there's there's ways to help people buy and stuff but yeah, we're, we're still kind of covering off on this affordability stuff and a few of the topics i got today are, um, yeah, right up in that space. Yeah, and I, with that too, it is kind of fun just to explore all the ideas that people are putting out there because at this point, rather than, I suppose, we're not worrying about having too strong opinions. I mean, we've just got around little 20 cent, 50 cents, I guess you could say. Um, I'm glad you started with 20. You're like, no, I'm yeah, no, no, it's worth 50. Like, worth I'm, a little bit more. Yeah, I'm a little bit more. I've really <laughs> <laughs> uh, been around the block once or twice and – yeah, this, it's really fun to see that, and there's so many different new ones coming up consistently um, to try and help as many people as possible. And the best bit about this conversation that we're having is today we're recording this the day after the budget's been released, mm. and so I'm sure mm. over the coming weeks a lot more will be unpacked from that as well as when the opposition give their rebuttal. Mm. There's going to be crazy more ideas come through, I think. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be really interested to see what um, e- either objection or new ideas they're going to have to this because mm. I mean, the Liberal government threw a lot of stuff at him, that's for sure. Mm, but that's not today because we're not clever enough to unpack that. We need to wait for other people to tell yeah, us what I, it I, says. Unlike the, if, unlike the, uh, the first episode of the pod ever. Yeah, there was there was an awkward silence in the air there. It's just like, oh, I'm not oh, jumping yeah, on this see, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah, I brought enough. notes for some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Nino's put those together. I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know nothing about the budget. <laughs> 
<laughs> I claim to know nothing about real estate, but budgets, woo! <laughs> no, the first thing I want to jump on today is um, this social enterprise um, article that I came across, um, something that's trying to move into Tasmania. Um, they're trying to, it's kind of taken off across uh, the rest of Australia. It's based on like a US idea. But uh, this organisation or this, um, what are they called, a non-for-profit is um, basically, you know, when you, you know, you go over to Melbourne for the footy or you go to a concert or something like that and there's somebody selling the magazines on the street, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the homeless people or people who yeah, are the big living issue. Magazines. The big issue. So looking into this topic, I was like, the big issue, I know that. What's the big <laughs> issue? Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, holy crap, this is like them growing and expanding beyond kind of just this magazine and trying mm-hmm. to empower people who are, who are living it rough, this is kind of a – so they call it the Home for Home scheme. Mm. Um, and essentially it is organising kind of a caveat in the um, contract of sale that yep. will kind of – like once the sale goes through it, I think it's donates 0.1% of the sale price. So a small fraction of the sale price. Mm. Well, I like they call it a donation deed, which I thought was an interesting That's way clever. to describe it. Yeah, so yeah It's yeah. like a, a secondary deed attached to the property, which is a donation so zero point five one percent, as you said, Aaron, which is nothing. Like John math maths is amazing. Before the show, we worked out that on a five hundred thousand dollars sale, that's five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't seem like much, but you get more people to sign up to this, and that that would generate some serious money right across. The yeah, country. and and the important thing to distinguish here is that when they it's a caveat on the title, it means that that potential donation deed can carry over through multiple ownerships. So from what I understand, with that. Um, idea is that every time the house sells, 0.1% of that sale price will go to this particular uh, organisation that would be set up to... Yeah, so it goes into like a pool of donations uh, which can be used to fund grants and community housing providers. So then again, building on that kind of, uh, well, we're we're selling this one but we're putting money towards building more and and creating, you know, more homes for more people who are, yeah, without homes. It's a a really interesting idea and I, I suppose the... That little bit you're probably not going to miss on in Melbourne with an average sale price of a million bucks. You know, it's a thousand dollars in that sense. So you're probably not really going to miss it. You know, um, however, the what it does allow people to do is opt out if you want to. Um, so it wouldn't be that once it's on there, you know, you've, you've a person set this up thirty years ago and then no one's allowed. Yeah, you're stuck with it for life it. with this yeah, yeah. deal that you're you, you, kind you of can get out. But it, I'll do that. Donation deed is a kind of a nice way to recognise what it is. So, mm. so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to fork out the money today. It's only going to be right the last minute um, where just that, you know, the thousand bucks goes to a particular particular charity uh, once all that money hits your bank account. Yeah. So there was information night. I think Monday the twenty eighth of March. Um, that was yeah. Basically, come along and find out a bit more information on this. I think it still mm. needs to go p- through the land titles. You guys will know more than. That's yeah, well, the Lands Titles Office, which controls obviously the the, which in effect is just those that say it goes from your you know transfers the title from one person's name to another person's name. Yeah, so they're still seeking approval from that aspect of it all. But yeah, the wheels are in motion for this potential idea to get up and running, which is interesting. Yeah, I I, I don't know how it will you know the the real uptake. I know the attraction would try and be to get on the early bird with developers, and where I don't know what the the curious thing if they brought developers on board is. Whether or not that on on each sale, whether or not the the development would actually be donating that as a giant pool, or whether or not once the development's finished, then all the new owners just opt into this idea. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit like so. What they describe it as is a caveat, and for people that don't mm. understand what that is, it's just restrictions as to what you 
you're required to do with the property. Yes. So normally we don't see them in this sense, but we might see a developer on a house subdivision where it's just vacant land put a rule in that says nobody can build two-storey properties on these certain blocks. Yeah, mm. for sure. Like mm. I've seen examples where the developer still has their own personal family home on the site and they don't want to lose their water view. So yeah, the yeah. ones that are in front of their house can't be two storeys, mm. but then the ones, the ones inside behind it, can. they're fine. Yep. So that's how it's been used in a more traditional sense is putting restrictions on what you can and can't do with it. But yeah, this is a new take on it and I actually really like it. I think it's quite a, a clever approach. And it says here in Nino's notes that they've already raised $52.5 million worth of donations in the pipeline. So that's, interesting. that's already a, that's a big, it's a serious big bank of, of coin. Yeah. Yeah. That otherwise didn't exist. And the other thing too, is that the, it means for a person to donate that becomes a lot more easy. It becomes easier because you have you you know you are seeing a huge amount of money just hit your bank account from a from a sale. So that, that little small little contribution isn't something you'd miss all that much. Yeah, it's often like That's when you're at off. the chemist or something like that, and they'll say, oh, "Do you want to uh, donate well, you, a little change. bit of two dollars to the such such foundation?" You want to so, round up to yeah, round up to this. Number. I'm like, yeah, not a problem. Happily yeah, do two that. Two cents, it's nothing. Yeah. Like whatever, but you add that across all the transactions that they do, and it's big money. Yeah. yeah, well, talking of developers, this other one, the the last little bit I saw on this was that the Melbourne-based developer, I think it's Milieu Property, which is the preferred developer for the Macquarie Point. Um, oh, yeah. Like getting all that set up, creating um, the homes there. They're, they've got a, a Homes for Homes clause in their sales contracts now. So basically, yeah, they're getting in with big developers and saying like, yeah, cool, we'll jump on board this. And it's I, I know there's other companies that will put in, you know, like we donate, donate this much of our um, commission to... Well, I think it's a charity of your choice sort of thing, which is something we've looked into. I think it's just that um, social responsibility that so many companies are looking at these days. Like we do it with Climate Gap here and trying to offset our carbon footprint. Exactly. There's other companies out there here in Hobart that donate $500 out of the commission to every to charities as part of their their branding. And I think it just comes back to companies wanting to be more social aware of the impact that their businesses are happening having on, and what can they do to improve the situation. And that's the and the little the little uh, pessimist hat I'll put on for just one second is um, where then the direction of these charities and what their mission statement's going to be because if all of a sudden you're amassing a serious amount of money, how do you not waste it? That's it, you know. <laughs> and and I think a lot of time too, and it's it's sad it's a sad reality that some charity organisations are so heavily ridden with administrative costs that so little of the actual um, amount goes to the people in need. Mm. And so you know, before even if I was to sign off my home onto this, I'd be like, okay, no worries. That sounds like a great idea. What the heck are you going to do with this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess like one thing that yeah I really liked is when I found out that it was like a big issue kind of initiative, I was like, oh, they've been around a while and they seem to be kind of, you know, in the right side of the coin. They're not kind of like, yeah, give us all your money and we'll... So, like, yeah. You like the fact that they've got track record backing yeah, behind yeah, them. Yeah, I guess They're it, not just a brand new charity that's opened up. They're a well-established one. Exactly. And, and they are. Like I remember her when I was a little kid going to the football Melbourne trips. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you meet a character when you're at the footy or you're coming back from the concert or whatever and, and you kind of have a great time and it's one of the things you'll get back and tell your family, like, oh, I was cruising down the street and I got a big issue and read it. I actually really liked reading them back in the day as well. So, yeah, right. Yeah, mm. no, the, the fact that it's something that's been established previously and this is kind of, yeah, where they're branching out now, it feels like it's something cool. I liked reading the article about it and I'd love to know more about it moving down the track. Maybe we can reach out to someone from there to, to have a yarn with us. That and, would be really interesting. And yeah. uh, find yeah. out a bit more about it. Because, yeah, I, I loved finding out about it and the more I've delved into it, I thought, oh, yeah, this would be cool if it's something that 
even if I don't know when I sell my place, if I just can work out kind of, oh, yep, I'll add this to the fund, if I don't, even without the caveat. Yeah, yeah. But that's the other interesting thing about the caveat, though. Like, they're saying $52 million now in the pipeline. Average home is, you know, five to seven-year hold time. That's another guaranteed almost $52 million coming back in in five or seven years' time. Mm. So keep compounding that with new sales every single year. Like, this idea at 0.1%, in another five to ten years' time, that's just a money monster machine. Yeah, exactly. With exactly. the amount of transactions that take place in Australia every year. Which well, well which then the other side of it is like once the fund starts to get used, you know, that's building, so that's adding more jobs, that's mm. creating more oh. opportunities for um, people. So, it's, yeah, it's this ongoing growing effect just from this kind of simple little donation. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, me mm. too. I'm into it. Oh, look, in the end, ultimately, if it always becomes voluntary, well, you can just always say no. You know, like it can always be an option, but you just say no. So oh, yeah. there's no yeah. point, you know, getting up into your bed. It's like, well, I don't want to be a part of it, but no worries. Yeah, yeah. Don't. And that, yeah. And if you if you are selling for reasons where you're kind of, yeah, in a tricky spot and you can't afford that little extra bit, then don't yeah, worry about it. totally understandable as well. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting little idea. Would definitely like to find out more about it. Um, yeah. Watch this space. We might even get some. Um, some blog issues out there to, to oh, the blog issues from the big issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. It writes itself. <laughs> uh, before we finish up today, I did want to jump over to the cost of living is really quite high at the moment. Uh, we've talked about fuel uh, briefly on another episode a few weeks back and just how crazy things have gotten on that front. Um, but this also links back to when we talked about the ferries. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, something else really cool that's um, – that kind of seems to be in the pipeline here in Hobart and Tassie is they want to kind of expand the ferry trial, which seems to be a, uh, a big test and isn't, a big success. Isn't that cool, though? Like, oh, yeah. you know, a year ago people were like, the ferry's never going to work, no one's going to use it, it we're not Sydney, we don't have the population yeah. to justify it. And, and now they're already talking about rolling out to expand the experiment further with additional points. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, this is yeah. like Hobart, Glenorchy, Clarence and Kingborough mayors all getting together and saying, look, we, we probably need another $20 million over the next three years to expand the ferry service, but, like, we're all for it and we want to pop it in all these spots. And mm. I think it's, it's crazy. Like, we've talked about the... Um, how the rail's not being used, and that yeah. seems like a waste. But if they can use the river, like, why not? Let's go for it. And That'd be awesome. Well, and that's the thing, because that, that is one, you know, the geographical problem of Hobart is that you've got mountains and rivers. You know, it is really difficult. So the fact that they could open it up is actually just really exciting, just well, to give some other options. I think, though, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, to make it really successful, there needs to be some sort of form of parking at the oh, terminals. Because... The idea is to remove the cars from the centre of the city. Well, you still need to get to the... Like, they're talking about Wilkins Point, for instance, for a ferry terminal. Yep, which mm. we've talked is, about before. Which is great, but there's nothing there at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. it's a big open space, which would be awesome for a car park for people to park and then ferry in, which is great. But they need to commit to that infrastructure as well. There's no point having these ferry terminals in the middle of nowhere if no one's going to utilise them. Oh, I'm lost yeah. now. Where's Wilkinson's Point? Isn't that... Am I on the wrong Is that part? Gasp? Oh, that's where I thought it was. Oh, isn't there like a massive car park at like the My State yeah. Arena? Isn't that? Yeah, but like it's out in the point by itself. Oh, okay. You mean yeah. like yeah? Okay. Yeah, like the you still got to walk. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm the lazy shit. I don't want to walk. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I've got kids. Like, okay. If you're going to build <laughs> these stuff. terminals, you got to have you facilities have... that are with them. So yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm all for Wilkinson's that. I just point to got the room to make the the car parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... no, I just was like I'm pretty sure there's a big car park there. But like, <laughs> 
There's a big stadium with a car park. <laughs> People park there. But, look, it, <laughs> but it, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Closer to the actual... It, yeah. it, it may sound like a first world problem, but the problem is is that that's exactly how a lot of people will think. So yeah. it's, if it doesn't, if it isn't convenient enough, it's like... I'll drive to town. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I might as well just get, get where, where I want where I want to go. So... Um, but yeah, it, the ferry moving to Wilkinson Point because there is talk of the you know hotels and restaurants and everything going in there, so yeah. it's a great position to have a ferry terminal. Mm. Um, and then they talk about you know Rest Point Sandy Bay. Well, there's another great location for another terminal. It's yeah, yeah, high density area with a lot of units. Mm. Um, so there, the flexibility there is fantastic. And even coming back to that new stadium that's been drawn up for Hobart on the regatta grounds. Did you notice in the 3D renders it was like Ferry Terminal Central on the front of it? Yeah, so. yeah, which was really cool. And then they're also talking about um, in where the terminal is in the city at the moment at um, Bell Reef Pier. Oh, no, Bell Reef Pier, the one on the other side, they want that upgraded again to be kind of like, yeah, this is working, so let's like really bolster it, which, again, parking could be an added feature to that. Yeah. It's but, just yeah, they're really talking like Rest Point Casino, Lindisfarne, Wilkinson's Point would be all great places where you can, yeah, get everyone to travel to here and then let's yeah, make our way to the city or wherever we were. And that's from it. There. And I just love the fact that, you know, Hobart, you know, the new infrastructure that they're building, they're obviously still thinking about this ferry system. So it must be getting some pretty good response from it so that new future plans are incorporating that into it. So, yeah, yeah it's a clever. Well, it, and with now for the, the trialling that, um, you know, obviously the bus – Bus fares are free. Well, I wouldn't mm. say free. It's always subsidised. It's probably a better word to use. Nah, um, free buses, mate. Yeah, free. Free. No one's no one wants that subsidised bus fare. Metro's just like, go for it, gang. You yeah. can have at it. <laughs> and where, where then, if they start to think, because obviously that's still a separate private company at the moment, and then um, if maybe the future long-term plan is to just have it all as one interconnected um, you know, public service you know, operation. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what that looks like or even if it's efficient. Um, yeah. But that way... You know, if to get rid of the cars, we need the buses getting out to the suburbs. Oh, I can't wait to you see know, the little so. Metro branded e-scooters sitting around the Hobart oh. City. <laughs> see you later, Beam and whatever that other one's called, Neutron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're going on the Metro, the Metro scooter. Well, and it's it, but then what the cool thing is is that if you're you know when you're looking at the timetables, is it so long as you can just look at the bus and that'll automatically set you up to the ferry where you need to be. Well, then there's not you're not planning three different sort of things to make sure it's going to happen. Oh yeah, as long as yeah. it'll talk to itself and and it kind of yet gets you from point a to point b with a, an efficient way and you don't have to walk too far like yeah. parties you know nah. if you had to walk that extra 70 meters from yep ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> in the cold of winter i totally understand but i did think there was a big park car park well, what, what, you, you go to any car park and you see like people will do laps around it just so they can get to the closest side of the front door whereas if they just park three car parks down they would have already been in the shop already. Oh, it's the elevator. You've got to be next to the elevator. That's it. You might have to go to the temp story to get next to the <laughs> elevator, but you have to. <laughs> no, I think it's very interesting. Like, I, I, it says the Kingborough Council here as well, which I think, like, that would be a really, like, key spot. I think Kingston spot. would be if, great. If you could take a bunch of people off the Southern Outlet and have them kind of, yeah, subverted around. Like, what's the... Um, Peppermint Bay, it's Peppermint Bay yes, cruise. Peppermint Bay yeah, cruise, that's yeah. a beautiful cruise. Like you go yeah. on that, you see some wildlife. Imagine rolling into work and there's some seals just sitting there having <laughs> having a little sunbake in the morning. I'd be all for it. Well, I guess too is like um, not everyone wants to drive a car. It's just it means that they have to. There's no other way of getting into where they need to be at the moment. And to give a much more feasible option that people can sit back and enjoy. I mean, even if you just said, okay, oh, it's, it's added an extra half an hour to an hour to my day. 
Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that goes, sweet, I'm just going to read a book. Yeah, I get extra you know? time to listen to my podcast. Uh, yeah. I get extra time to listen to the property pod. Those boys just talk about some amazing things yeah, and exactly. I just want to hear more and more and more. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so good, I listen to it twice. <laughs> <laughs> just to hear all their info. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, look, I think, boys, we might uh, end it up there. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it's fun to be back on the mics. I had a great time listening in and seeing Pat kind of brain explode, um, pressing the <laughs> buttons and framing up the images wrong. But what Chris had to say last week was excellent and we definitely will be reaching out for him. For we'll be back soon for another episode. We're working on the next one now. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Good to know. Um, yeah, great to be back. Great to uh, sit at the desk with you guys and have a yarn. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see you all next week for some more. Property Pod. Sounds good. Till then. Awesome. Bye. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Code. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel, and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial, or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied, and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.